Entrepreneurship and innovation have always been an integral part of Indigenous ways of life. And today, this is inspiring sustainable and transformational solutions. To learn more about how RBC supports Indigenous communities and businesses, visit rbc.com forward slash Indigenous. Small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Smudge of Blades is the only Indigenous hockey apparel brand in Canada. Indigenous hockey in Canada, it isn't just a sport, it's a cultural celebration. Check out our website at www.smudgeofblades.com. Do you have an idea that you're itching to turn into a business? It starts with a website. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwow pitch to sign up for a 60 day free trial to take action on your idea today. Hey, welcome everyone to the powwow pitch podcast, a show empowering indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quam Tanasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi and Anishinaabe. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins, and today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Herb Braids, an author, water protector, mom, and advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powwow Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom, connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers, and creators to share their stories, learnings, and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, Meta, and MasterCard with the support of an entire ecosystem of partners committed to the success of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Every two weeks, spring through fall, we drop a new episode. So be sure to subscribe to Powwow Pitch on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to the Powwow Pitch podcast. Also, be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to sign up for our newsletter and to get in the loop about support, resources, funding and opportunities for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch Podcast. 
Today, we are talking about warrior entrepreneurship using music and clothing to inspire and social justice causes to lift Indigenous communities. I am super duper excited to have with us today our guest, Dakota Bear. Dakota is a Saskatoon born and Vancouver based Indigenous hip hop artist and entrepreneur. His melodic rhymes carry stories of Indigenous peoples across Canada and leave listeners enlightened, inspired, and instant fans of his music and message. His performances range from audiences of $30,000 performing at the Global Climate Strike and Black Lives Matter March to inspirational performances for youth in remote communities in northern Canada. His work in decolonial clothing has helped spread the message of decolonization while mentoring Indigenous youth and building community. Welcome to the Power Pitch Podcast, Dakota. We're super happy to have you today. Thank you for joining us. Tanse, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. um, So let's just start right from the beginning. Uh, I I follow you on your social media. What a huge following that you have and such powerful messages. Um, Tell us about your roots as a musician and entrepreneur and walk us through your journey, bringing us uh, right up to today. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, thank you. I really, uh, I'm really honored to be here just to share a little bit about my story. Uh, maybe I'll just take it back a little bit. Um, so my, uh, my grandma, my mom, and a, a lot of my family members um, have been through the Indian residential school system. Uh, and through that, uh, had created a lot of hardships for my family uh, through continuing uh, cycles and also addictions I had faced. So growing up, um, there was a lot of challenges and barriers that I face as an Indigenous youth. Living through poverty is one of them. Also, um, having uh, a home that was just filled with a lot of things that w- was hard to deal with. Mm. Uh, and so at a young age, it was really just about surviving. Mm. Uh, I really had a hard time going through school and just picking up different things and learning because of what was going on at home with all the addictions and all, all, all the things that were happening at, 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 at the home life. It's just really hard to stay focused, right? So for me, these are things that I didn't understand, but I was really drawn to music as a way to just really express myself, tell my story. I started with just writing like little poems and short stories, but that quickly evolved into writing um, hip hop songs. And so the older that I grew, I started learning more about the history and why my family was dealing with these things, I started learning more about colonialism and the Indian Act and how this affects us. And as a young Indigenous person, you're just living through it. You're just surviving through it, you know, and it's hard to, when the, when, when the information wasn't really there when I was younger, it's not as ready, uh, 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 readily available as it is now and as accessible as the internet has become with the information that we can have access to. And especially being um, in the city, you know, uh, not having that connection to the land uh, and really just feeling displaced from that a lot of my life. So I use music as a way to continue to, um, as a part of my healing journey, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was um, I was 19 years old, I moved to Vancouver. I, I just had like a little suitcase I packed up and I had left. And I really wanted to pursue 
music and I really wanted to really build something that could help my family. I was really inspired to help my community mm. and I was really just driven um, by music. And when I came out here, um, my fiance, who was my girlfriend at the time, she had came uh, out to Vancouver shortly after and then she got pregnant with her first child. So uh, Casey and I really wanted to build something for our daughter, something for our future and really work on something together because we were so creative and um, the clothing line is just something that we could uh, really express our creativity and that's how we really started with the clothing and I was going through um, school at the time just learning about music business and um, I, I brought a lot of that uh, business aspect to the business and she was just so creative and innovative with so many different ideas and so together we really wanted to start that uh, and, and we did and we continued to work um, on the clothing line for for some years as like a side hustle mm. but it's something that we really wanted and we really felt that we could use as a platform and and our mission has always stayed the same we really wanted to empower indigenous youth and we really wanted to raise social visibility for indigenous people because it's not something that we had seen a lot growing up especially like as a hip-hop artist I didn't see a lot of indigenous artists um in the music scene until I got older mm -hmm. um but that's just you know that's just something that we're we we are working towards and something that continued to drive us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and what you're doing, like the work that you're doing is so important because I, you know, I, I grew up on my reserve and I didn't learn about uh, colonization mm -hmm. growing up on the res. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we learned about residential schools. We learned about those sorts of things, but didn't realize the impact because you normalize everything that's happening around you in your schools, in your communities, 100%. all of that stuff. And so now my daughters, well, my two, I have four children, but my two oldest, but specifically the oldest who's 21 years old, she knows so much more than I ever did mm -hmm. at 21 because of social media, because she follows, you know, your brand and there's, there's more brands that are spreading awareness and doing that. So yes, it's a, a business and yes, it's, you know, creating apparel, but it's so much mm -hmm. more than that. And that speaks loud and clear and your approach, uh, through, uh, is, you know, is warrior entrepreneurship. It rings so loud and clear. And I love it so much because, um, it's powerful. It's in your face. It's real. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that connects with people. It connects with me. Um, it's not, I don't know how to say this. You know how, you know, people like bitch and moan and stuff like that. <laughs> it's not that it is like, Hey, look me in the eyes. This is what I'm telling you. And it's mm -hmm. so, you know, I, it, so tell us more about that, uh, about the warrior entrepreneurship and how can, how can indigenous entrepreneurs use it to move themselves forward? For sure. No, thank you. And thank you for sharing. Um, when, Casey and I first started uh, learning about business and really just working on uh, the the clothing and, and the business side of things. We were really conscious of what we're going to do with this business because we weren't interested in just being uh, like business people. We mm -hmm. wanted to continue to grow and help our community. Mm -hmm. um, Casey brought back this article called Warrior Entrepreneurship that we read through. 
Um, and I think it's I think it's um, helpful to really break down colonialism to be able to understand what warrior entrepreneurship is. And and Arthur, the late Arthur Manuel really did it best where he said that colonialism is made up of different parts. First, it was the dispossession from our lands, resources, and territories. And from there, it was the dependency through the decimation of our food sources mm -hmm. and then the government rations. And now what we're experiencing is welfare and then assimilate, uh, and then the oppression, the oppression that we're feeling from all these different systems, education, the justice system, healthcare system. And so colonialism, there's all these levels to it that, that continue to affect us even today. But where entrepreneurship is really the other side of that, how we help empower ourselves through this and the 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 plights that we're facing as indigenous people. So uh, warrior entrepreneurship is made up of a few parts. And the first part is being anti-colonial actors. So battling those colonial mindsets wherever we are, whether it's in the university and you have a professor who's not indigenous and they're, they're telling you, you know, this this history that's that's not correct you know mm -hmm. it's not the correct history it's only the one side of history that we were taught challenging those mindsets you know and everything and and everywhere that we go you know that's being a warrior entrepreneur mm -hmm. revitalizing indigenous economy knowing that indigenous people had a thriving economy mm -hmm. way before contact and being able to honor our ancestors in everything that we do because our economies were strong. We had such um, strong ties to each other with nations all across Turtle Island, such extensive trade networks, infrastructure that we had, mediums of exchange, ways of resolution that we had dealt with things, our technologies, and through colonization, they came here and they knew that. They already had seen that. And they just started building on top of it. You know, in Saskatchewan, these roads, these these were trade networks for us. We were already utilizing those highways, everything that we see, their sacred spots that we had met at. And they had just built on top of that and even ran with a lot of the technologies that we already had. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a key part to it is empowering young people, knowing that we, we, we have these things. This is where we come from. We know how to do this, you know, and, and, be, and, and having that self-determination where... We know where we want to go. We, we, we have that fire and passion and believing in ourselves, knowing that we have what it takes to get there, you know, mm -hmm. and we've done this as nations, as strong indigenous nations since time immemorial. Mm -hmm. And colonization is such a small clip in our history. 500 years compared to how long we've been here mm -hmm. is such a small clip. And that's something that I really like to remind young indigenous people as well, you know, that we're still here. We're thriving and we know how to do this. We're very capable of doing this. And and one thing that has changed is that we have um, a community that we can build online and we can interact with each other. We can help each other from afar, you know, and I think that's a, a beautiful thing to have because we're very uh, community uh, driven people and that's how we thrive. That's how we do best and really challenging that Western mindset <clears throat> of uh, individualism, mm. right, and going back to community um, and I feel like that's what we're really doing. That's what we're grounded in. And I, I really believe that's uh, the driving force of our success because what we're doing is we're doing um, it with honoring in a way that we're honoring our ancestors, this, the last seven generations, the seven generations mm -hmm. ahead and doing it in a way that we're honoring our values and reciprocity by giving back. And, and, th and that's really, you know, how we've been able to be here and, and just acknowledging those blessings, being thankful and grateful and, and staying grounded while, while we're doing this work. Mm. Wow. Um, you know, I, you said it so perfectly and so clear. And I think that 
everything that you just said in that answer needs to be taught in every single mm-hmm. high school. Um, and in that way, um, you know, the work that you're doing is so like you're blowing my mind here right now. I'm just sitting here like really, um, you know, how can we help? How do we do this? How do you get more? Like, you know what I mean? I, I feel like sort of having a, a, what's that when you, what's that called? When you, <laughs> when you work to you brainstorm, brainstorm yeah. ideas yeah. to, to get this message even further. Um, you know, like besides the, all the work that you're doing. Um, but so like, Indigenous entrepreneurs are starting all kinds of businesses. Um, but how are you using music to do that? I, you already explained how you're sort of using clothing. Um, is your music pretty much the same or? I see. So Casey and I have worked to build these uh, platforms and music and clothing are those platforms, you know, very influential, can reach a lot of people very quickly and we see them as the same. They're, they're vehicles mm. that drive this message to the young people, mm. right? Whether I'm saying it in a speech and I'm talking to young people in school, I could say that same thing. I put the same energy in a three-minute song and then it's repeated. Or we bring that same energy, we put it onto a t-shirt mm. and it's more visible. Or we bring people together uh, in, in masses through rallies, through shows, and then we bring that same energy. We just see these platforms that we're creating as vehicles to continue to really drive this message to be able to connect young people to make them feel inspired feel empowered like you know we're still here and Mm -hmm. we're doing it we're the fastest growing population Mm -hmm. our population was decimated down to you know the very very low numbers Mm -hmm. and now we're the fastest growing population some of the smartest kids out here just learning so much different technologies and innovations indigenous people globally making up 80 percent you know, or 5% of the world's population, but protecting 80% of the world's biodiversity. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. those numbers, those numbers are crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, so we think about these, these issues that we're facing with, with um, climate change and and colonialism, capitalism, young people are really on the forefront, you know, as a collective together, indigenous people, you know, already battling and already on the forefront of these things. So how do we connect each other? How do we connect the dots to make our, to, 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 to really bring that community together mm-hmm. and and that's how I find music is another way to do that and that's what really re- really um, keeps me doing it is that I'm very passionate about it but I, I know the impact of it you know it, it's it's the truth it's raw it's mm-hmm. something that can be repeated and shared and and really um and also there's a business model to it as well right because music has a side of it where it's a music industry and so I've learned all of that like I've been my own manager my own booking agent my own publicist like I've learned all of these things literally just from the internet how do I write a press release how do I like I've learned to go to Twitter to find different journalists and news reporters and I I learned all of these things that they're so valuable but in a time right now that the the industry is really white led and dominated Mm -hmm. right and people have different in the music industry have different intentions and our goal is to really empower young indigenous people so they're informed, they're educated, they're, they're passionate about what they're doing, but they also know how to monetize it. So we're honoring mm-hmm. ourselves and our time for the gifts that we're given to the world. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I, I did want to touch on that uh, uh, subject. The relationship that indigenous people have with money, business and success. What are your thoughts on that? I think that uh indigenous people you know indigenous young people um there's a lot of uh reluctancy you know for for 
um, just the word around business because when we when we think about business, it's automatically connected to the Western world view, mm-hmm. right? And that's like capitalism. That's um, um, a- a individualism. You know, like every person for themselves type of mindset. Like that's what it takes to get into business. But I I feel like it's just going back to our roots and mm-hmm. and relearning what's already there. Like we don't have to make new paths. You know, we we literally just go back. We already go back to the systems that were built previously because we had we already had a child welfare system we already had schools we already had this knowledge and 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 it's becoming harder and harder to get but the more that we search for it the more that it'll come Mm -hmm. and i feel like if we're we're in this modern world right and we we have we we're in a situation right now where our mediums of exchange is money right that's how we pay our rent and pay Mm -hmm. our bills and so how do we do the things that we love to do you know, and make sure that we have enough to be able to pay our bills and make sure that our family is set. And mm-hmm. then from there, how do we start, you know, to continue to build that reciprocity, giving back? How My thing is, how do we, like, how do we use our passions to create stronger communities and, and a better world for our children to live in? Whether that be music, whether that be, mm-hmm. you know, writing, getting into film. How do we not just be filmmakers? How do we not just be business people and musicians? And really, it's just like, going back you know going back to those ways our ancestors had left for us like these roadmaps Mm -hmm. bringing that into this world and that's how we can continue to honor that and build those really strong communities and really strong foundations because Mm -hmm. i do understand that like i've mentored probably over a hundred youth and and there is that like how do we do this where 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 it's different from the way that things are being done and you know and and i kind of just gently remind them that we we've been doing this already Mm -hmm. you know yeah, I'm I'm again, you're just leading this here. I'm glad you brought that up because last year so many of our power pitch entrepreneurs credited their progress to you specifically for your mentorship and your support. Um like wow. Um and even though you've been so successful, you're always making yourself available to these new indigenous entrepreneurs and you mentor them and you encourage them and you legit inspire our youth. So what message do you have for all those youth who are really looking up to you, um, these new entrepreneurs who are listening today? I think it's just keep keep going in that belief in ourselves that we got this because we're up mm. against so much and it can feel like so overwhelming. How do I do this? But just knowing that we're not doing it alone. Our ancestors are here. We can feel it. The times are changing. Things are changing. And, and when we're grounded in that, nothing can stop us we're unbreakable you know Mm -hmm. we 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 shake the earth when we go out and we do these rallies when we come together when we do our Mm -hmm. ceremonies like they feel it that's why they tried so hard you know to take these things away from us and for casey and i we started this clothing line on a broken iphone we Mm -hmm. had no data we literally had to get to wi-fi and that's we started researching how to create a business plan and how do we start to like jumpstart this business? And we just went, created this business plan and we started pitching it to both of our reserves. Like, hey, is there like any support and stuff? If, the, if we weren't able to access any there, we just started to try look at other ways. And if we couldn't, we just saved up a little bit of money <clears throat> and we just invested in our first small batch of t-shirts. And another big um, piece of advice is just starting with what you got and not overthinking it. Because if Casey and I would have overthought it, um, Decolonial Clothing Co. When we rebranded what we were doing, we 
had so much ideas for products like we could have dropped like we had in our sketchbook and everything that we had and if we would have just waited till all of these products were lined up everything was perfect we would never would have dropped it we would have just kept waiting and kept waiting for that perfect time but instead we're like you know what let's find a course let's find some online videos how do we build a shopify website how mm -hmm. can we how can we put our products up and what's the best way to do it so we found a course that said hey start with one product see how that works and then add on it just build on it you know just start your website so we literally did that four days later our decolonial clothing website was up and running we mm -hmm. built the website designing all of our designs on canva which is completely free if, until you get the pro version and, and just learning to use with what we got and not overthink it i think mm -hmm. we just like jumped in and went you That's, know and yep. Yeah. That's solid advice. I, I agree with that. It doesn't have to take, you know, that long. Sometimes you have to learn how to pull the trigger and, you know, B plus it. It doesn't have to be A plus. I so appreciate you sharing that and, you know, starting your business on a broken iPhone with Wi-Fi and look where you are now. You know, you have all this following. It's amazing. Um, and there are other businesses like you now who, you know, who want to help, who want to uplift those around them, but they don't know how you clearly do know how based on the feedback that we got specifically about you and your business. So what advice do you have for people who want to support budding entrepreneurs or giving them a gentle lift? I would just, for us in our business, it's, it's it, an extension of who we are. It's nothing different. Like decolonial clothing shares and holds our same values. And we're really about, um, we've always been really about giving back and uplifting young Indigenous people because we've had, um, you know, for me, my uncle, my late uncle had passed away. We've had these people in our lives that were able to help us in that way. So mm -hmm. that's what struck a chord with us. But it's really just finding, you know, what am I passionate about and what can I give back, you know, and how can I do it in a way that's going to be able to foster and facilitate that growth. And it's all about like, uh, uh, it's, it's different, like for each individual of what you can offer, right? If you're a teacher and you're teaching kids in class, what, and you have a, curriculum that you have to teach them but what can you offer them as well like how are you going to be able to continue to foster their growth mm -hmm. and do it in a way that they're going to be able to you know, they're excited to come to school they, they want to learn you know and, and it's even it's even you know the impact that it has to have an indigenous teacher teach indigenous youth mm -hmm. is amazing because mm -hmm. you're you're those little kids are looking up to you and they see themselves in you Right. And that's what I see all across Toro Island, you know, people wa really walking into worlds. It's like I'm going to school. I want to be, you know, a medical professional, but I want to do it because I'm going to bring this back to my community. And I know that, you know, that we suffer with diabetes. It's a dietary disease, but we can link that to colonialism. So how do we change the way that we look at our relationships with food? You know, mm -hmm. different things like that. Like, how can we incorporate those in our lives mm -hmm. while continuing to do the things that we love and we're passionate about? But at the same time, you know, we're continuing to build our community and, and offer that reciprocity. Be thankful for our blessings. Mm. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, yeah, I just want to say that I'm really grateful, you know, to be in a position to be to continue to help, you know, help the community. Um, we started giving back when we didn't have a lot, you know, we, we, we connected ourselves to the community around us. Casey and I were from Saskatchewan, you know, we're, we're out here on the unceded lands of the Musqueam, Squamish and Swillatooth people. And we just connected to the elders, you know, we went there, we started uh, making moccasins for the elders, we started mm -hmm. doing anything that we could just to get connected to the community because the, the community 
community is that's what we are as people, right? And just continuing to reach out, you know, and 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 uh, for me to make that time and just being able to help people without even no, like I, I had no intentions of anything coming ever coming back to me. I just did it because I did have that time and I did know that you know, dedicating some time to talk to the youth, guiding them, where do you get your t-shirts? So how did you do this? And that it has such huge impacts, you know, and you never know the impact that you can have on mm-hmm. people just sharing the gifts that you ha- have with the world. So you have gifts, everybody has gifts. We're all here for a reason and a purpose. Once we find that reason, once we find that purpose, what lights us up, brings us fire, mm-hmm. so much things can happen with that. We have make so much great impact. So I just like encourage people, share your gifts with the world, share your songs, share your music, share your dance, anything that you have. We're living in a really historic time in the world. People are coming together, indigenous people to the forefront of leading uh, the way to to a sustainable world that balance with 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 uh, nature and, and who we are as human beings, you know, and I feel like, I feel hopeful. I do feel hopeful mm-hmm. for the future, no matter how, how bad things may seem. I feel like, you know, we're putting in that work now and in our children, our grandchildren, you know, they're going to feel that. And, and that makes me feel blessed and grateful. Mm, I feel it. I'm feeling everything you're saying today. Um, amazing. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you, Dakota, your music and, uh, your business. Mm, thank you so much. Uh, so I'm on Instagram. You can reach out to me um, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's just Dakota Bear Official. And Casey and I, we run the Decolonial pages. So you can reach out to us on Decolonial Clothing uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. And another thing to add is that we're also going to be launching a mentorship program through mm-hmm. uh, Decolonial. That's just, It's going to be an in-person to start with just a few youth. Um, but we are building an actual like online platform so that we can, so Indigenous youth can access that so just keep a lookout for that and you know spread the word for any young people that want to get involved in business and want to learn a little bit more uh dakota kachimigwech for everything for sharing your wisdom today for your passion your spirit for your honesty um you've i'm sitting here with a big smile and i feel hopeful too and that's that's a gift to give someone too. So Kichimi Gwech for all the work that you're doing. Um, I'm going to keep following your journey and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Miigwech. Hi, hi. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Powwow Pitch podcast, dedicated to empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Shopify, Meta, and MasterCard. To our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankiewicz. And to everyone who makes Powwow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Powwow Pitch competition, the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Awards, the Powwow Pitch Box, and other opportunities for you and your business. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Tanasco. Miigwech.